If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's one reason why this matters, and there's one reason why it doesn't matter. And I want to talk about both of those things quickly tonight. But I also want to give you a preview for my upcoming interview with Pam Acker, who's coming back on the program on Saturday. Don't miss that interview at 1 Central Time. Here's a quick, a quick preview of what we talked about in our last interview, just to get you primed for it. Vaccinating against rubella doesn't actually help with congenital rubella syndrome. So if it did, there, there might potentially be an argument for a grave cause, but it doesn't. And that's what we kind of see over and over and over again with these aborted fetal vaccines is that, that they're not, not only are they questionably moral and, and obviously evil in their origins, but there's, there's not grave cause that they're being used for. We're vaccinating for chickenpox with aborted fetal cells. Chickenpox doesn't kill people unless you're too old to contract it. And the reason that people are contracting it in their in their late teens, early 20s, when it's actually dangerous, is because we started vaccinating for it. So we've actually caused a grave problem by vaccinating the individual measles, mumps, and rubella vaccines. And so you now can only receive an MMR in, in the United States uh that's that's all you can get. And in other countries as well, I think it's true. I, I'm, I'm most familiar with what's available in the U.S. But you can only get these three dosed at the same time. This means that as a Catholic, you cannot morally vaccinate your child for any of these three diseases because the rubella vaccine is produced in aborted fetal cells. And the virus that the rubella vaccine uses was obtained from aborted fetal tissue. So there are approximately 99 abortions involved altogether to make the cell line and to produce the virus. Um, most people don't realize that, uh, they, they want to think of the, the abortion component as it's sort of remote. I'm not, I'm not formally participating. It's only material participation. Um, they get a little bit more co- uncomfortable when they realize it's about a hundred abortions. This, this wasn't one child that died thing that people can be pretty divided about, but, but for your heart to be able to be transplanted into someone else's body, it basically still needs to be beating when they take it out or have just ceased beating because they just killed you so they could take your heart. Um, this The same thing is true with these aborted fetal researchers. This wasn't just like, I mean, it's bad enough, right? It, it, it's, it's 100% already completely immoral um, to, to murder a little baby in the womb and take its parts out of the mother and then experiment on those parts. These babies were often actually removed via C-section, still living, so that then their tissue could be experimented on so it would be sufficiently fresh and undamaged. Um, And sometimes they were being dissected, basically, with their hearts still beating. Um, This is, I mean, this isn't just immoral. This is utterly satanic. Yeah, it's, Um, it's, 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 it's beyond barbaric. It's, it is, as you said, satanic, it's demonic. I think I, I can't help but everyone can probably imagine they've seen the 
image, the famous image of a C-section baby coming out all in in this in the sack. You know, this is a live birth is what this is. This is a live yeah. birth. Yeah. And if the heart is beating and you are cutting into the baby for yeah. what? The concentration of of human fetal DNA that's present mm-hmm. in these in these vaccines, especially, I mean, the chickenpox vaccine has more aborted fetal DNA in it than it has active ingredient for the chickenpox. Like it's, it's a little bizarre. Um, so the concentration of DNA that's present in these vaccines is, is more than sufficient for this homologous recombination to occur. And it could explain why, um, because scientists are, are struggling to figure out because there seems to be an environmental component to autism, but there also seems to be a genetic component to it. And they're struggling to figure out why, why do some of these autistic kids have hundreds of de novo mutations that just came out of nowhere. Their parents don't have these, you know, how'd they get, how'd they get this many mutations in this, in this short amount of time? Yeah. This explains that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a reasonable biological mechanism for that. So it's not, it's, you know, and it, it makes sense, right? Mike, that the, um, this is not a moral thing to do. It's not moral to inject, uh, a, a dead murdered baby's cellular parts into your body. Um, of course not. So there's gonna be there's gonna be mm-hmm. consequences. This is, this is in violation of natural law. There's going to be natural consequences to this. Okay, so that was an extended teaser on uh, what's coming up on Saturday. Don't miss the upcoming interview with Pam Acker, where I'm going to be able to ask her some of the follow up questions that many of you have emailed me, and in particular, we're going to take on the issues of the J and J shot as well as other things. Now, what we're going to talk about tonight is papal infallibility, as solemnly defined in Vatican I, what it means and what it doesn't mean. And the reason why we have to discuss this is because today, two years ago to the day, something groundbreaking happened in the United States, actually in the the whole world. It affected the United States, uh, and it affected the whole world, in fact. And what happened was that Pope Francis signed a document on human fraternity in what's commonly called the Abu Dhabi Agreement. That agreement, in my view, set into chain a series of events, which I'm going to outline here in this timeline, as you can see below. So if you move from left to right on the screen, what you're seeing is that on February 4th, 2019, Pope Francis signed a document with the Middle Easterners and with uh, imams, Muslim imams, affirming that God positively willed the existence of not only heretical and pagan religions, but any non-Catholic religion, including no religion itself, that God positively willed those things. Now, of course, we all know as Roman Catholics that this is not true, that God in his permissive will perhaps uh, allows these things to happen, but in his, po- in his active will, in his positive will, it's ac- absolutely impossible that he would do such a thing. But this is really the triumph of secularism and pluralism and globalism and transnationalism and indifferentism and a whole bunch of other isms which are wrapped up in the word modernism. And that's exactly what this is. This is a coup d'etat of the Vatican itself. This set into chain a series of events, as you can see in the bottom of the screen. Almighty God, in his mercy, sent us signs and wonders. He collapsed the wonderful um, cathedral at Notre Dame, set it on fire, uh, destroyed the Kramer table, <laughs> Kramer table in Notre Dame. The high altar survived. Then... As if that wasn't bad enough, the Vatican sold the the Chinese church down the road that same year. And then in October, you had the Pachamama event. 
Now, I've documented here, and others have sort of gotten on board, but I'm pretty sure I was the first to tell you about it. The Pachamama event was the birthday of COVID-19. That was the birthday. That was the day that COVID-19 was either born, engineered, released, or whatever it was. That was the day that it was born, and you can actually mathematically prove this using the regression analysis that virologists and epidemiologists and those smarter than I have already proven. So when you, when you venerate a pagan idol on the altar of God in Rome, bad things tend to happen. Our Lady of Akita immediately the next month started warning us, and she warned us through um, uh, this sister in Akira, Japan. And these warnings came and were taken very seriously, especially by traditional priests in the United States, many of whom, in a collective and anonymous nature, uh, required that the faithful, uh, that following December, I remember vividly December 6th, the Feast of St. Nicholas, which is normally a family feast full of joy and fun and all kinds of fanfare. That was the day that they had asked us all to fast pray, wear ash cloth, uh, sackcloth, and wear ashes on our heads for God's mercy. Because what we didn't know in November and December of 2019 of what had been done by the Vatican in October with the Pachamama idol. Early in 2020, we saw COVID-1984 strike across the land, and what I dubbed as Black Sunday, March 22nd, 2020, was the day that there were no public masses celebrated in the United States of America or around the world. Black Sunday, that's why you see every single state is black. Within a quarter of that, one quarter of a year, three months, you saw a huge bailout, a transfer of $3.5 billion by conservative estimates to these laughing mongrels that you see in the bottom of the screen. Now, Cardinal Dolan especially just broke news today for having been uh, a participant in hiding uh, very devious and deviant activity uh, at the North American uh, College and other places his footprint on the stain of abusing young men will come to light, I'm sure. But here he is boastfully laughing because President Trump offered him and promised him specifically uh, hundreds of millions of dollars for Catholic schools across the land and in New York especially. And uh, the rest of the bishops got paid to shut down the church. That catches you up to where we are today. Um, but here's what's troubling about this. That thing I told you that set everything into motion, that thing that, that codified, it was the coup d'etat, it was the, the triumphance of globalism, of transnationalism, of secularism, uh, really of, of communism, that thing is now being celebrated again today on the two-year anniversary. Here you can see, unfortunately, I, I hate to show this to you, Today, February 4th, 2021, Pope Francis is participating in the first, uh, what is supposed to be an annual International Day of Human Fraternity. And what I want to do is I actually want to read a little bit of what uh, these people released from the Vatican News Service. Pope Francis highlights the theme of fraternity in a video message for the first International Day of Human Fraternity celebrated on Thursday. He calls for a world of mutual respect, stressed that we can either choose to be brothers and sisters or we lose everything. 
We lose everything. Now, one has to scratch his head and wonder, what does Pope Francis mean when he says that we're going to lose everything? What is the everything that we're going to lose? Is it the materialism and the, nat- and the naturalism that the bishops of the world have become so concerned about? Are we going to lose our good health if we, heaven forbid, don't socialist distance or don't wear our masks or don't wash our hands or demand that we have holy water or treat the Holy Eucharist with the respect that it is due and, uh, and require that our priests... Uh, administer that sacrament while we are kneeling and on the tongue. Is that what we're going to lose, Your Holiness? Is that what we're going to lose? I don't think that's what he's talking—I don't think he's talking about losing your your immortal soul. I don't think he's talking about losing your salvation uh, if we're not brothers and sisters, okay? I think that Pope Francis envisions that we're going to lose something else, something very worldly, which we cannot keep anyway, which we're going to lose anyway. I want to continue reading this. Pope Francis marked the first ever International Day of Human Fraternity on Thursday in a virtual event. How safe. How nice. How cuddly. I thought he took the vaccine. Why does he have to do things virtually now? Aren't you immune, Your Holiness? Hosted by Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed in Abu Dhabi with the participation of the Grand Imam of Al-Azhar and Imam Al-Tayyab, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres, and other personalities. So good the United Nations is involved, uh, what you can be assured of is that the Vatican will play nice with the United Nations, and they are very, very happy about the results of the of the uh, U.S. presidential elections in which pro-choice candidate Joe Biden uh, ended up prevailing, uh, how, how, however legitimately you believe, you choose to believe. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen, is called dissimulation. And I did a, I, I, I showed you this quick clip earlier uh, on my last video, but it's, it's two seconds. Here it is again. Everything the church teaches. Yikes. That is a tricky one. Like I said before, I'm a human being. What is dissimulation? Dissimulation is telling a partial truth. It is deliberately giving the person just enough information so that that person becomes confused about a thought, confused about a thing, and, uh, and, and doing so in a manner so that the person arrives at a conclusion that you want them to arrive at, even if it is a lie. So it's not directly telling a lie, but if it is, t- if it is done with the intention of misleading someone and depriving him or her of the truth, then it is a lie. And uh, and it is a sin. And what you just saw is a young father, Casey. He is a father now. He's not a, just a brother. I'm sure you've seen this guy uh, breaking the habit. Uh, he put out a, an incendiary vi- uh, video last week in which he claims that the pro-life movement is just too much. You can get too involved in the pro-life movement and therefore lose your soul. So everyone calm down and focus on the things that matter, like immigration, health care, and the environment. What does dissimulation have to do with Abu Dhabi? Well, let me tell you. The thing about papal infallibility, ladies and gentlemen, and the thing that is so often misunderstood, especially by your common Catholic today, is that they believe falsely that every single utterance of the of the Holy Pope in Rome uh, is is infallible. They believe that if if his, if the Holy Father, if he is sitting on the toilet reading a newspaper and uh, makes a noise with his body, that that is an infallible statement, and it's not. It's not. In fact, today I took to Twitter, and I don't have the image for you, but you can find it on Twitter. And I asked a priest, I think it's a priest of EWTN of all places, uh, because he was talking about papal infallibility and how, how rare it is, in fact. Uh, and there has to be a certain uh, solemn formula attached to a statement in which the Pope 
invokes his his right to papal infallibility and therefore binds the faithful under pain of mortal sin to assent the intellect and the will to what he says. So I tweeted uh, this priest and I asked him, hey, Father, how many times, if any, if any, has Pope Francis under the guidelines, under the under our understanding of, on, of Vatican I, of the doctrine of papal infallibility, how many times has he spoken infallibly? And do you know what he said? He said, well, maybe zero. Maybe the answer is zero. Uh, the probable answer is that every time there was a canonization under this papacy, but that is the only time. So here's what you need to know. What you need to know is that just because a pope releases an encyclical, the encyclicals have been overused these days. And if you want to hear more about this, I really highly recommend, and I'll link to this in the notes, that you check out the interview that Ryan Grant just did with Father Ripperger. It dropped on Census Fidelium tonight. I was just listening to it right before this show, and that kind of sparked the urge to get into this topic with you this evening. If you really want to understand how uh, how encyclicals have been hijacked, weaponized, watered down because they've they've essentially been used too much, and therefore they have become devoid of papal infallibility unless they are marked by that special formula, um, then you should check out that in, that interview. So when you talk about tutti frutti uh, or any of the other encyclicals, the one on the environment or any of the other stuff that's that's put out, just because it's a papal encyclical does not mean that it is infallible, and it doesn't actually mean that you need to assent your will and your intellect to it. Um, what does that have to do with the simulation? Well, what is so misunderstood in the church today? What is so uh, what is so commonly assumed is that everything that the Pope says carries the weight of infallibility because people aren't really catechized very well, and they hear this phrase thrown about called papal infallibility, and they are often led to assume that that means that uh, that the that the everything the Pope says is infallible. That is exactly not what it means. This is a very misunderstood dogma, and I think that the Vatican knows that. I think that they have weaponized the ignorance and used it against you. So therefore, they can get away with doing things like this Abu Dhabi meeting, Fratelli Tutti, uh, etc. This, this, the Amazon Synod on the on the family, um, all of the things that they do. And if you are not grounded in what we're supposed to believe, what we're required to believe, and what actually is Catholic and is not Catholic, um, then you will easily be misled. And the thing is, why is it dissimulation? Because they're not actually telling you that, oh, by the way, this isn't really binding. This is just, this is basically just a piece of paper, this Abu Dhabi statement, that means nothing. It means nothing, right? It's not even worth the paper that it's printed on. I heard a traditional priest once uh, when the first encyclical came out about the environment, how uh, using a plastic straw was, you know, was, was the new mortal sin. Uh, he said that that particular, what, what, I, I said, Father, what are you going to do with that uh, encyclical? He said, I'm going to roll it up and smoke it. And that's exactly what we should be. That's what, that's basically what needs to be done when something is in error, when something is very clearly uh, outside of the teachings of the Catholic Church. So uh, why does it matter and why does it not matter? Well, here's why it matters. Let's go back to our timeline. It matters because it matters what the pontiff does in Rome. You can see here just on this timeline of events uh, from the last two years, we've been living through a whirlwind. And who thinks it's going to get better? 
Who who thinks it's actually going to get better? Who thinks that the that uh, that normal is going to come back anytime soon? Right. The only thing that we keep hearing is build back better and the new normal. There's, what happened to the old normal? The old normal is gone. Nobody's talking about the old normal anymore. The old normal is a thing of the past. So do any of you actually think that it's going to get better? And my my theory is, and you tell me you tell me if you uh, if you believe this. My theory is that there are a whole lot of very good men out there, men who are fathers, men who are husbands, who have just have a sixth sense, just a sixth sense about this, right? And I think even as far back as 2019, even earlier than that, perhaps, some people just had this spidey sense, and they said, you know, I think that um, something big is on the horizon. Something's not right about the world. There's something, there's something about to happen. I don't know what it is, but I need to get away. I need to be prepared. I need to, uh, I need to make preparations. I need to do various things. Uh, you've seen in, if, I, I think since, since really, since the election of Obama, uh, the, the proliferation of uh, the prepper culture, of uh, the end times culture, of people getting really interested in Our Lady of Fatima, and some of the other apparitions of Our Lady, including Our Lady of Akita. And, um, and I think that that may be a grace. Uh, perhaps it's your guardian angel. Perhaps it's a, it's a, it's a different form of grace uh, in which God is trying to just nudge your conscience to, to prep you. But if we're really being honest with ourselves, if we're really being honest, I think most men who are husbands and fathers, who are, who are, whose duty it is to provide and protect for their families, have a sixth sense about this. They have this notion that things are not getting better, they're getting worse. And, um, and I think that that's true. And if you go back to the timeline, this is the last time I'll bring you back to the timeline. If you're listening as a podcast, you really should subscribe to the channel so that you can see some of the visuals that we're going through. A chain of events, a 24-month chain of events was set into motion 24 months ago to this day today. Uh, we, have, we have seen a total realignment of the world, an economic realignment. We have seen a, uh, we have seen a political realignment. We have seen um, the, the disaggregation of the family. We have seen the centralization of power. We have seen uh, the corruption of global governments. Uh, we've seen a lot of things, and most notably, what we saw on Black Sunday, March twenty second, twenty twenty, was the total and utter collapse of the Catholic Church around the world. And um, the other thing I told you, incidentally, since I've got Pachamama up, the other thing I told you was that Almighty God, in His mercy, brought Black Sunday about on the 50th anniversary, the Jubilee year, Jubilee, 50 years, on the 50th anniversary of the weekend in which the forced implementation of the Novus Ordo Misae was given its teeth in March of 1970. So 50 years from March 1970. Now, fast forward 50 years, March 2020, and the Novus Ordo Mass is canceled. It is destroyed. It is no more. And I can assure you that the traditional Latin masses around the world continue to be offered on Black Sunday and beyond because the, tra the traditional priests who wear cassocks and uh, have an affinity for the old faith and truly believe what is happening there, they know that the Mass doesn't depend on you and me being there. They know that the holy sacrifice of the Mass is 
a penitential offering to God. It is a sacrifice offered to God, and it is a pleasing sacrifice offered to God. So they, in their private chapels, in their closed churches, with limited uh, people perhaps, in an underground manner, they continue to offer Mass. The Society of St. Pius X continued to offer Mass largely. In some places they shut down, in some places they didn't. In some places they tried to comply with the restrictions, in some places they said to heck with it. Um, but most, for, by and large, there were traditional masses being offered throughout the world. And you know what? You know what else we saw? That most of the Novus Ordo masses were canceled until they all figured out how to live stream. Once they figured out how to live stream, once Father John and Father Father Casey and uh, F- Father Joe, you know, all, all all of these diocesan priests that go by their first name, once these guys figured out how to how to live stream, then they were back in action because then they had an audience to perform for. So they're facing the people and they had you know, they can give a homily and they can even maybe like check the live chat comments and uh there it is. Um so why does all this matter? Why does all this matter? We're seeing dissimulation, we're seeing disinformation. You know, one of the things that I've cataloged what, another thing that happened this week with with respect to the Vatican and releasing news um, is that uh, Pope Francis came out really hard in favor of Vatican II, saying that that is the tradition of the Church, and if you reject Vatican II, then you're out. That was timed. That was timed with an unsigned letter that came out by the French bishops condemning Latin Mass parishes. So, ladies and gentlemen, the noose is tightening. The noose is tightening, and my advice to you is to become friends with every single Latin Mass priest in your area. You need to have at least two, um, possibly more than that, who you know, uh, because the fact of the matter is, is that uh, the noose is tightening and and the writing is on the wall. The traditional Latin mass is, is clearly in the targets of these people. These people that took three and a half billion dollars in exchange for locking down and shutting the churches and and offering withholding the sacraments from you and letting you die on your deathbed without giving you final blessing because they're afraid they might get the sniffles. Um, so that's the first thing. The other thing is, is that I've noticed that the that the Vatican now has this tendency to time news. Uh, so they give you like a shiny object here, uh, so that you're focused on the shiny object, so that they can sneak in something that uh, that you're not paying attention to. Uh, so it's it's disinformation. And so uh, the last time that, that that they did this, which I, I thought was a stunning example of them doing this, was do you remember when Pope Francis was uh, when they leaked? This interview that he did for this documentary in which he endorsed a, a San Franciscan lifestyle. Do you remember when he was talking about, you know, uh, same-sex unions and that the, the government needs to get involved and that the church should endorse these things? And that, that was a big brouhaha. That was strategically leaked, ladies and gentlemen. That was strategically leaked. How do, how do I know it was strategically leaked? Well, I'll tell you. You don't just find footage for a documentary uh, and and it just makes its way out into the public. When you film a documentary and you have it in the can and you're in the editing bay for a year, you know exactly what was said for a year. So they've had this information for a year. They leaked it out strategically. But what were they hiding? What were they hiding? They were hiding the fact that Pope Francis went out and reaffirmed uh, and continued on selling down the road the church in China. They re-upped on the China deal on the same day that they leaked out that documentary footage so that you wouldn't pay attention to the fact that they did that. Now, that was in the timeline here. Do you remember when Cardinal Zen came to Rome and said, hey, I, I, I've escaped from Hong Kong. I've made it to Rome. I have 72 hours to see you. Uh, Pope Francis, will you please make time for me? And he didn't. He makes time for Jimmy Martin. 
He makes time for NFL and NBA players. He makes time for J.P. Morgan, and he makes time for the United Nations, but he doesn't make time for a prince of the church suffering under communism in China. Um, so that, uh, that, was, that was redone during this timeline of unfortunate events as well. So the whole point is, so I already told you why it doesn't matter. Why this Abu Dhabi thing? It doesn't matter because it's not binding. It's not. It's it's not infallible. It, it's not worth the paper it's it's written on. We really don't need to worry too much about it. But here's why it does matter. It does matter because unfortunately, it's a grave offense to Almighty God, and to the extent that it is a grave offense to Almighty God in His justice, you know, I don't know how much longer the the holy nuns around the world who or who are in convents can hold back the hand, His right hand of justice. And, uh, you know, if we're being honest with ourselves, we deserve it. We deserve it. There are some ugly and despicable and wicked things that uh, are happening in the world today. I don't even want to go into it. I don't even want to allude to it. Suffice it to say that if you, if you are aware of any of it, you know that the, the thing that we deserve is the asteroid. Um, so maybe the asteroid should come soon. Thanks for watching, guys. Mm-hmm.